I took a trip to Austin, Texas, like many years ago, probably almost eight years ago now. And I had a donut. I went to a donut shop and I had a donut that I just became obsessed with. And when I came home, I just felt super compelled to recreate that donut. Um, And so I actually started making donuts just by frying like Grand's biscuits in on my stove and um, which works in a pinch if you don't want to make the dough. But it kind of kept evolving and I kept, you know, just doing different elements differently. And so that's when I really started playing around with the dough, the actual like making the dough, because that is a process for anyone who's made bread before. It's it's very involved. And I kind of just fell in love with like the process of making dough and how dough feels like it's kind of squishy and fun to work with. Um, and so that's kind of where everything started and where I got super interested in just that like part of the baking process. I'm Heidi Marinell, and I'm on a mission to spotlight incredible female-owned small businesses who've conquered the business world on their terms. Together, we're diving into the stories of real relatable women who've turned their passions into thriving businesses. I'm a small-town mom with a passion to break free from the ordinary and provide you with new, specific, and downright revolutionary business ideas. I'm interviewing women who've dared to dream differently and have turned their passions into profit best news? They've got fresh ideas that can ignite your passion and creativity. No more vague top 10 lists of business ideas that lead nowhere. I believe in dreams with real substance, and I want to provide you with inspiration that leaves you thinking, I can do this too. Whether you're itching to start your own venture or craving a fresh twist on your existing business, your go-to source for inspiration is here. Welcome to Her Business Rocks. Welcome back to another episode of Her Business Rocks. I am so excited to have a local entrepreneur with me today. Um, This is a business that my daughters and I just love. So I'm excited to have with me today, Laura Andrews from Sunday Dough. Sunday Dough is a local donut shop, but this donut shop is different from your standard donut shop or franchise. Sunday Dough makes donuts with fun and unique flavors designed to be eaten tapas style. For those of you who don't know what that means, it means um, basically it's small plates of food and you try different flavors, have a couple bites of different things. Sunday Dough started as a home-based side hustle that quickly grew to full-time, and Laura just recently opened a brick-and-mortar shop. So welcome, Laura. Thanks for being here with us today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk more about the donuts and the shop and all the yummy stuff that comes with it. Absolutely. So let's start at the beginning, before this was even a business or a side hustle. What made you want to come up with your own donut recipe or what kind of drove that idea? Yeah, so I took a trip to Austin, Texas like many years ago, probably almost eight years ago now. And I had a donut, I went to a donut shop and I had a donut that I just became obsessed with. And when I came home, I just felt super compelled to recreate that donut. Um, And so I actually started making donuts just by frying like Grand's biscuits in on my stove. And um, which works in a pinch if you don't want to make the dough, but it kind of kept evolving. And I kept, you know, just doing different elements differently. And so that's when I really started playing around with 
the dough, the actual like making the dough, because that is a process for anyone who's made bread before. It's it's very involved. And I kind of just fell in love with like the process of making dough and how dough feels like it's kind of squishy and fun to work with. Um, and so that's kind of where everything started and where I got super interested in just that like part of the baking process. Okay. So you were inspired having gone to Texas. So um, do donuts mean anything to your family or you just like really fell in love with this one item and you're like, this is it. I want to try to figure this out. Yeah, I sort of just fell in love with it. I, I kind of discovered the biscuit frying method from my mom. I don't actually remember this, but apparently when I was young, that's what she used to do on the weekends um, for kind of a treat. We would fry up biscuits, punch a little hole out of the middle and make our own donuts at home. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't say like anyone else in my family, I don't think has ever like made donuts from scratch. No. Okay. So you decided you were going to start this as a side hustle um, or, or what made you decide, okay, I figured this out. I want to try selling these. So I, as soon as I got back from Texas, I started making business plans. And like, again, it was just this weird moment where it just felt really inspirational to me. And I, I don't know, it just kind of like took off in my brain and I'm, I'm very much a person who likes to make plans. I don't always follow through on them. So I made a lot of different plans. I had a lot of different ideas and I was just never really in the right spots to, you know, move forward with any of them. Um, my husband and I were up in Minneapolis at the time and we didn't really have a ton of connections. We were both just up there for work. And, um, so I think, that's why it never really happened until we moved back to Sheboygan now a little over a year ago. Um, and we were just surrounded by family and we knew a lot of the community just from growing up here. And so that's kind of when it changed and became more of a real like, okay, I can do this. Um, and I was ready right away to just quit my job and start doing it. But my husband is much more responsible and he was like, no, you should, <laughs> you should try to do it, you know, just a couple of days a week, see how it goes and see, you know, what the response is. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of how it all started. Yeah, that's, it's incredible to me that you just started this a year ago. Not even it's yeah, like nine months. <laughs> It's crazy. And I just, I feel like it took off right away from the beginning. I just remember seeing people posting about it and all of a sudden it was like, where did this place come from? So that makes sense. You had just moved and then all of a sudden there it was. So awesome. How did you come up with the name Sunday Dough for your business? So I had a lot of different names in mind again with thinking about this for seven years, I had a whole notebook of <laughs> different name ideas. And Sunday Dough was kind of like the last one I came up with. And where it really came from was kind of in that move from a bigger city like Minneapolis back to Sheboygan. Sundays were kind of like, they're kind of the day that I never want to cook for breakfast because we do all of our meal prepping later in the day. So it's like Sunday morning is kind of like for me, the last moment of the weekend before we get back into like work mode. And so moving back to Sheboygan was a little tough because nowhere is open on Sundays. Like there really isn't a lot to do. Um, and so it kind of became our tradition where I would um, start making donuts on Sunday mornings. And so it, that was just kind of like 
that's where the name came from was just like it kind of became our Sunday tradition was me making dough. Um, And then that kind of carried into the business aspect again, just being in Sheboygan and, you know, everybody kind of struggling with the nowhere to go on Sundays. I feel like that really resonates with people. And as soon as I tell that story, people are like, oh, yeah, like nowhere is open. And so it just kind of made sense. Yeah, it really does make sense. I mean, there's some grocery stores where you can get donuts, but there is not too many other options around. So that's great. When you first decided to see if you could sell donuts as a side hustle, how did you initially get the word out? So for me, social media was huge. I The first thing I did was I started an Instagram account and I just, I don't know, I just started like having my sister-in-law was a big help actually, because she already had a pretty large following in the area. She was making t-shirts Um, And so she would like repost everything I posted. (laughs) And so that helped me get like an initial following. And then um, I would say it was kind of like threefold. So then I started doing giveaways, um, which was like, you know, tag all of the people you know in this. And so that really grew my following as well. Um, And people just went crazy for giveaways. I mean, it's free donuts. So (laughs) of course. Um, And then After that, I started partnering a lot with local businesses to do pop-ups. And I did the first one I did at Six Turtles Boutique was just another giveaway where basically any like the first, I think it was 25 people who came in got a free box of donuts. And so we that was like the first time I think that was the first time I had ever officially like given my donuts away in person and like officially like with my name and all of that. And it was super exciting because there was like a line out the door waiting to get in um, for their sale, but also for the donuts, which was really, really cool. That was kind of the first moment where I was like, oh, my God, there's a line. Um, And so that was a lot of fun. And then I would say like the third thing that happened right before I opened was I had sent press releases to local papers and the Sun, the Sheboygan Sun picked it up and I was in the paper. And that was another thing that was just huge for awareness. Um, And I think that was kind of not surprising for me. Like I was actually a marketing assistant many moons ago, like in my first or second year of college. And I would constantly be writing press releases for that. And so it just kind of like for me felt natural. But I think for a lot of people today, you don't really think about that as much. Like it's always like you're just thinking about social media. Um, But I reached a whole different market by being in the sun and every single person in Sheboygan gets the sun. And so that was that was pretty cool and really nice um, just to get the word out. I like how you combined social media with what are sometimes thought of as like old ways of doing things. But press releases really do still work. And um, so that's cool that the the different ways that you could grow. Um, I know you've done a lot of different partnering with businesses. What are some other ones you've done? Um, tell us a little bit about that. I like hearing how businesses work together and kind of support each other and share audiences. So what else have you done with that? Yeah, that's been huge, I would say, for me and just like getting out there in the community is just like partnering with businesses or even just like if there isn't like an official partnership, even just talking to people and understanding how they do things is super helpful. But since we opened the shop, we've done a couple um, like we had Baron's gelato out and I made donut cones to go with the gelato, which was super fun. Um, and just a, it was kind of perfect timing with like recently opening the shop being the peak of summer. 
Um, so that was a ton of fun. And then, um, you know, before I opened the shop, I did a few just like pop-ups again, just because my old model was pre-ordered, no contact pickup. So like nobody ever got to see me. I never got to talk to my customers. And so like I would do pop-ups at three sheeps and six turtles and optimal health, word haven book house. Like we, I was just constantly doing pop-ups and it was my favorite part of that was just talking to people and getting that immediate feedback. Cause that was something that like, I just hadn't had, you know, like I never really, people would respond to things on Instagram and comment on things, but like they weren't actively eating the donuts usually. And so um, that was probably my favorite part of just like doing those pop-ups was meeting the customers, but it's also been really nice just in like kind of the downtime when you, when you're at a pop-up, you can talk to the business owners. And like, for me, that was really nice just starting out was to get like their insights into like what running a small business is like because I had business experience in the past but it was very different like I was on a much bigger scale um, at a huge like you know retail company and so running a small business is very very different and you just interact with your customers so differently and so hearing from other businesses on just like how they do that how they go about running the business, hiring employees, all of these things was just like really, really insightful. Um, and I loved that. Yeah. And not only that, you can just generally build relationships with them and have other people who understand the small business headaches and joys that you go through. For sure. They can commiserate with a lot of the things that I was feeling. Okay. So, so you start getting the word out. Did you have a goal for starting out or when, um, I know you, you said you wanted to jump right in and start doing this and your husband's like, no, we got to wait. So at what point or, or like, what was the thing where you said, this is it, I'm done doing my other full-time job. I'm going to, I'm going to turn this into a full-time business. Yeah. We laugh about this all the time. Um, (laughs) I hope I have it saved somewhere, but my initial business plan was very different from where it is now. So my initial business plan, again, just to prove out that like people might be interested in donuts was like, okay, I might sell a hundred donuts in a month, you know, just like, I honestly, I thought it was going to be like my friends and family just like ordering because they felt like they had to. Um, And then that first weekend I opened up, I think I had sold, I, and this was all I could make. So I had to actually close down orders, but I think I sold 100 donuts a day. And so that, you know, over the course of a weekend, that's 300 donuts. And so that was kind of the moment for me where it was like, oh, wow, like this is opening weekend. Now people are going to try them. We'll see how it goes. And that didn't change. Like we had some slower weeks in like February when like nobody wants to leave their house. But like it stayed super consistent from December through, um, I would say, like March, April time frame. And that's really, um, we had set like a timeline for when we were going to kind of reconnect my husband and I on like, how's the business going? Is it at a spot where now um, like I can grow it enough to leave my job? And that was kind of the moment. And obviously it was like, okay, yes, we, we blew all of our initial plans out of the water. Like I think my initial goal for 
for the first year. So like this year was to have a thousand followers on Instagram. And I think I just reached over like 4,000. So it's just things like that, where it's like, it just grew so much faster than we expected. And so when the time came to say like, okay, you can like decide now to leave your job or stay, it was, there wasn't any like financial concern with doing it. It was more just like, okay, like this is when you have to decide, like, is this really what you want to do? Do you want to leave what you've been doing for the last decade and start something new? And so, um, so it was kind of nice to like have already proven out that the interest was there and all of that. Um, and then it was just kind of focusing again on like, is this what you want to do? And then what's the next thing? Like, how are we going to keep growing? And like time wise, this was so crazy. So like my last day at my job was on a Thursday the next day is the day we signed to expand into the shop. And so it was just like the timing just worked out really perfectly and kind of like unplanned. Like it wasn't like, okay, I'm leaving my job because I'm opening a shop that was already in the works. And then the perfect space just kind of like happened. And so, yeah, it was just kind of a whirlwind of a couple months there, but um, it was really cool to like, have the history, have the backing, have the confidence to then just really take off. That is such a cool story of just um, hard work turned into just amazing success. Um, what what did you do before donuts? Can you tell me what your job was? Like, was it something you were passionate about, or were you were you eager to get out of it? I really enjoyed it while I did it. So I worked at um, the corporate office of Target headquarters for almost 10 years. I was like just about to hit 10 years, I think. And I obviously like every job you go through ups and downs, you have certain roles that you really like and certain roles that you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. But overall, I loved working for the company. It was super flexible. They were really passionate about work-life balance and letting you kind of delve into your passions. But for me, like my passions was my passion was donuts. So like there wasn't really much I could do with that there. Um, and so it just kind of became time. And like, honestly, when I left, it was the hardest thing was I because I had been there so long, there were relationships that I had had for a really long time where like, I now have no reason to talk to these people. So it's, it's become more of an effort. But like the outpouring of support and excitement for what I was doing was so surprising. Usually when you leave a job, you're like so scared that like those last two weeks are going to be really awkward and people are going to look at you funny. But like everyone was just like, oh my God, like what's your website? I want to look at it. Oh my God, this is like so much bigger than I thought. And like, it was just really fun to get their support. And like a couple, like one of my, one of my uh, managers had me like do a presentation on like this is what Laura is doing. And I was like, that might not be a good idea. You have all your people now leaving to go start like whatever their passion is. But it was just really cool that people were like excited for me and supportive versus like, why are you leaving? Like, I don't know. It was just, it felt really good. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is great to have that support when you leave because it can be awkward. Okay. Let's talk a little bit more about the donuts themselves. So you have a couple different sizes and like the little ones are more of the tapas style where, and then, and then you have regular size ones as well. Um, and you do a variety of flavors. You have some that are always available, but then each month you come up with a couple of new ones just for that month. 
So how do you come up with the flavor ideas or where do you get your inspiration from? I, I wish I had a better system, but it's kind of just like, it comes from everywhere. Like I have customers reaching out and telling me what flavors they want to see. I have friends being like, oh, have you thought about doing this? And my family is like nonstop. (laughs) My mom is so funny. She's like, you need more chocolate donuts. Like I I need chocolate. And I'm like, okay, I know, like (laughs) I will, (laughs) I'll do some and I'll let you know. Um, But yeah, it's just kind of all over the place. And I, I do a lot of scrolling. Like I love just getting inspiration from like what other people are doing. And I would say a big thing for me is like looking at what kinds of cupcakes people are making. Cause I would say my donuts are kind of that like weird spot between a donut and a cupcake, um, which is kind of what I love about them. Um, but it is kind of fun to see like with cupcakes, all of the fun, different flavors people are doing. And then I just, I immediately think of like, Oh, how could I incorporate that onto a donut? Um, and so, yeah, I would say like, there's definitely seasonal flavors. Like this month we really dove into fall, um, in September with caramel apple cider. Um, but it's kind of just whatever I'm feeling in the moment. And then what I test out a couple different kinds every month before I decide like what it's actually going to be. And I have people try them. So like, you know, I might start with four flavors and then two of them maybe weren't very good or maybe three of them we didn't really like. And then I have to go back to the drawing board and, um, until we find like the right ones. I think the describing the donut as a combination donut cupcake is a very good way to do it. Um, it's definitely different than your traditional donut you would get at a grocery store. It's it's just better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very different. Yeah, <laughs> we had these donuts as the dessert for my daughter's graduation party this summer and it was really really fun people loved it we did a brunch theme for her graduation party and served these donuts as the dessert instead of cookies or cakes or whatever and it was so fun we got the mini ones and I think we got 10 different flavors and people just love trying them and they were like what are these where are they from so it was very fun and I have tried a lot of flavors and I haven't had a bad one yet so (laughs) (laughs) delicious also I will say you are doing gluten-free ones now and yes we have gluten-friendly donuts yes gluten-friendly yes and I appreciate that trying to eat um less gluten myself um and my daughter too so a few weeks ago we got some of those and so we sat down she went and picked up the order we sat down and we both tried them together and declared that they were the best gluten-free anything we had ever had. So I don't know what you did in there, but you would never (laughs) know it's gluten-free. There's no, lots of times they can be gritty or just, you know, have a different texture. This was an amazing donut. So whatever you have done, keep doing it. Good, good. Yeah. That was like the number one question I would get asked is, are you ever going to do gluten-free? And I I'm not gluten-free. None of my family is, so I had never baked that way. So it literally, I think we debuted those probably two months ago about, Mm -hmm. and I literally started in December trying to develop that recipe. So it took a really long time to get it right. Like gluten, gluten gluten-free is very, very difficult, but I'm, I've been hearing really good things from people who have tried them. 
Um, and so that makes me super, super happy. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Okay. So you're a full-time business as far as orders go and the amount of time it takes to run the business. Um, but you only have, we'll call them open hours, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday mornings until you sell out. Tell us why you made the decision to only be open on the weekends. How come you've decided not to be open every day of the week? Yeah, there are a couple reasons for that. So we make all of our donuts fresh the day of. So the dough is made technically the day before because it's an overnight dough. So it rests overnight and then gets rolled out, fried, all that good stuff on the day that you're going to eat it or pick it up, hopefully the day you eat it. (laughs) Um, And so even if, you know, it's not something we can really like make in bulk ahead of time and just have somebody work the counter. Like we have to have people in the back frying and decorating and doing all of the things every day if we were to be open every day. And so like this twofold piece of it is I wanted, because we talked about this already, because we've grown so quickly, I really want to be sure we're scaling responsibly and um, that we can keep up with it. So I didn't want to grow too quickly and be open every single day um, or even, you know, five days a week if that was going to compromise the quality or other things that we want to grow with the business. And so it was really out of that piece of like maintaining the quality and the freshness and making sure that we don't get in over our heads. Um, because I already feel a little in over my head just with like how quickly everything has happened. And so we do talk a lot about like expanding our hours, expanding our days. And I think it's at this point, we're really just trying to grow our team and get it to a place where we could support that. Um, And so I think now it's just kind of like seeing how things go and if that makes sense for us. Yeah, I think that's really wise too, because you want to make sure you have the team members in place who are passionate about it and committed like you are, you know? Um, And so, of course, the goal is always to hire someone who will stay long-term with you. And so in order to be able to open up a shop more often, you need that, that consistency. And so I think that's really wise to... To focus on that first over, yeah, we could, we could be open driving ourselves into the ground, but, um, put the pieces in place while you can. Yeah. 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 We want to stay around a long time. And so we don't want to burn out too quickly. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So is your husband, he still works a separate job or is he with you in the donut shop? No, he, well, he does both. So he, um, he sells a full-time job during the week. And then again, with just the scaling responsibly, he didn't want um, to hire too many people right out of the gate. So he essentially volunteered himself to do dishes and just kind of help with anything needed around the shop um, for the first few months we were open. And again, it was kind of that like, what we did initially, like wait and see how things go and make sure you're as busy as you think you'll be. And of course it was exactly, you know, how it happened before was we were way busier than we thought we would be. And so now we're starting to um, build our team and get him back at home. So he doesn't have to work seven days a week. 
Um, I mean, he still will, I'm sure, be in the shop with me sometimes, but it's it's going to be nice to get him um, back to a little bit of a normal schedule and to get me some help so I'm not there 24-7 either. But again, we just wanted to be really strategic about like how we were spending our time and where we were putting our money right away Um, because this is really that like crunch time for a business like that first year of just making sure you don't get in over your head and we just wanted to be really conscious of that. So your marketing is very simple but it works really well Um, and by marketing I'm talking mostly about the pink boxes. Um, People have come to know your bright pink boxes with the simple black lettering How did you decide on this color scheme and marketing for the business? It was kind of like an organic evolution. So probably about a year ago now when I was really starting to decide like, okay, I'm going to start this business. um, I started listening and reading a lot of books and articles on how to start a business. And like a lot of them talked about building a brand and the common theme, I think literally every single one that I read said that your brand, especially if you're going to be like a small business, like basically one person business, your brand should really reflect you. And so a lot of those decisions, just like once I really decided that was going to be how I did it, I would build a brand that felt like me. It actually became kind of easy because it was just things that I liked or I felt like represented me. And I've always been a very visual person. And so I can immediately say, and a lot of my friends say this about me, like, oh, I could totally see you wearing that outfit or that outfit is very you, things like that. And so I feel like when I would put things out there, I'd be like, okay, that feels like me. Um, And the other thing with the simplicity of it is just like, again, (laughs) going back to how we started the business and how we were trying to be like responsible financially. All of my startup budget went into how am I going to make donuts? It was buying mixers, buying all of that equipment, getting my kitchen ready. So I didn't have any budget for marketing. And so I made my own logo. I, you know, I found, I knew I wanted compostable pink boxes. And so I (laughs) like, my Google searches were all like compostable pink boxes on like where I could find them. And, um, yeah, I think the pink just kind of happened because it was like a fun color. I think there is that like nostalgic, like pink box of donuts thing out there. I had just watched, I don't know if anyone has seen this, but the Donut King um, documentary on Hulu. And there is a moment in there where he's like, he talks about that nostalgic pink box. And I was just like, yeah, like that just really felt like um, something I wanted to do. And then the pink just kind of like snowballed from there. And then everything became pink. Like I said, a lot of it happened organically and the pink being everywhere is one of those things. Like I'm not, I wear pink, but now I wear it a lot more, but, um, I was never really like a big pink person until I like, it just, again, it just kind of worked and it made sense and it felt like me. And so now everything is pink. And I think you tied it in really well with the donut pickup parlor, I believe, Mm -hmm. when you were, um, before you had your retail shop. So let's talk a little bit more about that for a second, because you're selling to people you don't know, and then everybody needs to come pick up their donuts, and you're doing it out of your home. So tell us how you thought to come up with, okay, I'm going to turn this area 
into a pickup that's no contact. <laughs> yeah, so that was another one of those things that evolved a lot. So one thing I've tried to keep like keep my head focused on is like don't have one very specific goal in mind. Stay agile and open to new ideas. I know a lot of pe- a lot of people ask me like what's next for your business? What do you want to do? And I'm like I kind of know, like I have a very general idea of what I want. And at that point, it was, I want to make the experience for picking up super easy. I want it to feel kind of like a regular restaurant or bakery would. Um, And so initially, I was thinking I would have like a food cart and I would make this really cute little cart that I would bring to farmers markets or pop ups and things like that. And then I was like, well, maybe I could have a trailer. Like maybe that could be where my budget goes. And I had all these ideas. And then all of a sudden we were like, well, we live in a duplex. We have the whole duplex. And there's this like room in the front that we'd never use. Like we literally never use that room. And both doors lock, you know, like it's a shared, it was supposed to be a shared entry for the duplex. I was like, what if I just made that the area? for pickup. And it, you know, I asked my husband, I was like, would that be weird? Would you be okay with that? And um, the more we talked about it, the more it just kind of like made sense. And that's kind of when the pickup parlor was born. And again, it was like one of those things as I was putting it together visually, I have all these Canva (laughs) boards where I was like, it could look like this, it could look like that. And it just I don't know. It's just one of those things that kind of made sense. And I wanted it to be super easy for people. And um, I think that was one of the biggest outside of like the marketing and the Instagram and the giveaways. That was one of the biggest reasons for success right out of the gates is like you didn't have to schedule a pickup time. You didn't have to like email me an order like everything just felt very much like you would at a regular restaurant until you show up and you're like at someone's house, which, you know, some people I think were a little taken aback, but I rarely got messages asking like, is this the right place? Like, I think I maybe got like three the whole time that we were doing it that way. And so people, I think just kind of got it. Yeah. I think it was a super creative idea thinking outside of the box, like not being limited by, yeah, I live in this residential area and it's going to cause problems. People coming all the time to get donuts. I think you worked it out really, really well. And um, yeah, you had set hours that people were supposed to pick them up between. Um, but again, it wasn't like you were locked into a time slot. So I think that really made it flexible for a lot of people. And um, yeah, it, it worked really well. I I was one of those people who came and it was like, where am I? What am I doing? But you had like the Sunday dough banner hanging out. So I knew I was in the right spot. And once you've done it once, then you know what to expect. So I think it it worked very well. Good. Okay. So I know you say, you just said, people say, what's next for my business? But I'm going to ask you too. (laughs) What are you looking forward to in the future? Or do you have... um, ideas of what you want to see in the next year. Tell us a little bit about what you're thinking. Yeah. So it's really similar to what I just said. I don't really have like a specific, this is what I want to do. Cause I've learned every time I do that, it changes. And I, again, I think that might scare some like people who, you know, really dive into businesses. But for me, it's really about that agility to just like respond to what I think the business needs and what I'm hearing from my customers 
And so like very, very high level at this point, I just know I want to get my donuts in more communities. So that could happen in a lot of different ways. I'm trying not to say like, I'm going to open a second location or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. It's more just like, I need to feel out what seems right and like just explore unique ideas because they're, you know, like the pickup parlor, I never would have like written that down initially because I didn't really think of it as an option. Nobody else was doing it. And so I think there's just like a couple, there's a couple ideas I have, but we'll see if any of them actually come to fruition. But I think there's a lot of communities like Sheboygan in the area that don't have access to fun donuts like this um I know there aren't because I've had people (laughs) reach out and say that and so I think it's just figuring out fun ways to you know expand my reach a little bit yeah for sure come come to our little town bring something out here hey we once in a while or a couple times a week now we have like a little coffee truck coming to the corner gas station so that's exciting (laughs) But we yeah, love donuts love out here. So <laughs> that's awesome. Okay. Tell us where we can find you, your website, Instagram, how people place orders. Yeah. So my website is super easy. It's just sundaydough.com. There's a big order now button. Um, and so we open orders for the upcoming weekend on Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Um, recently we're still pretty new, but recently they've been selling out super fast. So I would usually say within the first day, try to get that order in if you want donuts for the upcoming weekend, or you can just show up. Our hours are Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 9am till we sell out. That's what I've been saying. Now we technically leave our doors unlocked until two. Um, but depending on the day we sell out within a few hours, sometimes even one hour. Um, and so get there early if you don't have that pre-order in. Um, and we do have Instagram and Facebook. Just search for Sunday Dough and you'll find us. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being with, with us, Laura. Um, it has been really fun to hear about this passion that has turned into a full-time um, job and happened faster than you ever dreamed. And so we're just really excited to support you and, and hope that Sunday Dough continues to do really, really well. Thanks so much, Heidi. It was great talking. If you are interested in supporting Laura and Sunday Doe, you can follow her on Instagram, Sunday underscore Doe, or again, place an order on her website at sundaydoe.com. For more details and highlights from this interview with Laura, you can check out our show notes at herbusinessrocks.com. We'll have links to everything mentioned today, um, as well as some pictures of what the donuts look like and some of the different flavors. So if you'd like to hear our bonus episode with Laura, you can subscribe to our Patreon account where we have our library full of bonus episodes. The link to our Patreon membership um, can be found on our website at herbusinessrocks.com. That's it for today. We look forward to seeing you back here next week for our next episode of Her Business Rocks. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to Her Business Rocks. Be sure to visit herbusinessrocks.com to get bonus content, show notes, and to sign up for our weekly newsletter. And if you enjoy this podcast, we'd love for you to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. As always, we appreciate your support and we'll see you next time for more Her Business Rocks.